Welcome back to Game Investing. Hopper here with some pirate radio, and today I'm going to try to take this to a new level to test myself. I I spent probably the hardest six years of my life uh, about 15 years ago getting an MBA, and it was, you know, I could write a book about those six years. Um, I thought that this podcast would take a year or two before I could start actually using my degree. And full disclosure, I owe over a quarter of a million dollars in student loans still, mostly for that degree and rent paid in a very expensive city to earn that degree. Um, so, you know, I've been flipping for four decades and I've, I added it up the other day. I've paid a half million dollars in rent and fees to landlords platforms, etc. And I'm getting tired of it. So I'm going to try to drop this episode with very little research and talk at a very high level for any newbie investors coming over from Wall Street and trying to look at the video game industry as a whole and trying to understand like what's going on. Because if you're coming from Wall Street or, you know, equities, which is stocks, um, you know, COVID-19 has been one of the craziest roller coasters in the history of the, uh, you know, Dow Jones, NASDAQ or whatever. And, and traditionally during those times, the tough times in the modern age, maybe not way back in the day when there was tulip bubbles and great depressions and oil shocks, but in my lifetime, you know, the four horsemen or the fang or the, uh, the locomotives or the engines of the economy or the engines of the digital, you know, communities, the internet, every whatever you want to call it, artificial intelligence, the revolution, uh, you know, the personal computer, whatever. It all comes back to high tech. It used to be called IT when I was in school, information technology. That became high tech. And in COVID-19, that became big tech. And what does IT, high tech, and big tech really mean? Well, IT is basically a new silo in every company that didn't exist prior to, you know, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak building Breakout for Atari when they got mono in four days and realized we're geniuses on the tip of, you know, we're on the tip of an iceberg. We're on the edge of a revolution. Let's go into the garage and build a computer out of wood and put it in the home. And, and that changed the world. Once you put computers in the home, it's all over. So why did it become big tech? Well, in the beginning, it was IT. It was information technology. So it was about managing information, not really leveraging it, um, not really mining it or selling it or you know analyzing it. It's getting really serious now. But anyway, the first revolution I would say would be the database, and that's Oracle. And if you've been watching the news, you're coming from, you know, Wall Street, you don't understand tech. Here's what the Oracle deal means with TikTok. If we are moving into an artificial intelligence future, in other words, a smart computer is making all the decisions based upon data it analyzes, guess who wins? Who wins in that game? Is it the person that controls the smart computer? Or is it the person that controls the data? 
Well, I would argue, obviously I'm biased. I have a degree in statistics and an MBA in management as well as accounting. I'm a numbers guy when I'm not crazy and high on water fever, but generally I'm a numbers guy if I'm like got good sleep and took a walk in the park. Well, maybe not a walk in the park, but you know, if I'm trying to have a meeting at a coffee shop or something, well, maybe that's not even true. I used to be a numbers guy. I don't know who I am anymore. I'm kind of crazy actually. But anyway, getting back to my MBA, um, information technology was about managing data statically when I was in school. It became high tech. Now, when I say high, people think of that as, oh, an expensive stock. No, what that means is data. That's about mass amounts of data that a human cannot look at and go, huh, okay, we're going to spend more advertising over there. We're going to go over to China in two years. We're going to shut down our South American operations because of the data. Uh, we're going to you know, shut down this product line and start that product line. We're going to fire this guy, fire that guy. You know, Human resources is probably going to be the last human decision left, but then that might even go away. I mean, we might see everything go away as far as decision making. And that means if you're in management, um, your best shot at extending your career is learning how to manage data. So get a black belt in Six Sigma, um, you know, the highest paid people right now have PhDs in like statistical analysis and, and data mining and artificial intelligence. So there's really two jobs. It's either Working with the big brain, this, uh, you know, quantum computer that's circling Earth, um, you know, with an air gap between the data or managing the data. And that's what Oracle is going to do. So Oracle is going to manage TikTok's data. And believe me, TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, whoever, they have access to all your data. Um, you signed up for a privacy agreement and uh, I share my data. I share my data all the time with Microsoft. I don't really care. I'm an open book. But if you don't want to be an open book, you might want to look at your privacy uh, agreements with all your uh, platforms. I'm signed up with 200 platforms. So I just decided to go full open and share everything about my whole life. Um, you know, I don't even care if an AI examines me because when an AI examines me, they're going to go, whoa, this is an anomaly. This human being's weird. This human being has a lot of data. This human being has done a lot in his life. This human being is, uh, you know, unpredictable. This human being is something to watch. So, you know, what is what is an AI going to think of me? They're going to think of me as an anomaly. Um, that might be good or bad in a company situation when an AI is making decisions that human resources usually does where, okay, we hire this group, we fire this group, we train this group, we, we bring this group over here, you know, we send this group over there, overseas, whatever. So as soon as you added big data, which, which was Oracle, Oracle's first contract was a big data contract for the government. And remember the uh, Jedi contract, Microsoft and Amazon going head to head to uh, manage the you know, military data for the entire government um, in America, that is. That was the last big data war. And we're having a social media big data war right now. And it looks like Oracle's going to win the TikTok data. So... You've got Oracle, let's say Oracle's got TikTok data, you've got Facebook, they've got Instagram and Facebook data, then you've got Microsoft and they've got Windows and LinkedIn data. So somebody at the top says, you know, we don't want a monopoly, we're going to have a, a Gallipoli, I think it's called, you know, a few firms controlling all the data in the world. And yeah, George Orwell, he, he predicted it, 1984, I think his book was a little early, but 
Big Brother's watching, and it didn't turn into Big Brother, it turned into Big Brothers, and that's big tech. So the difference between big tech and IT is managing data versus managing big data. And when I say big data, that's kind of become cloud computing combined with like high security uh, databases. And of course, you need speed and security. I think when I was in school, IT, you know, there weren't there weren't crazy hackers. There wasn't any Bitcoin. You know, online banking was like, you know, nobody used that. Um, there were no major, major risks. People didn't really worry about if someone got a hold of a picture on the Internet. I mean, when I was in school, IT was really kind of like a technical department that kind of just stored data. So we had uh, big tech uh, come out of come out of uh, high tech. And I think big tech and high tech, what's the difference there? I'm going to say artificial intelligence, even though that's not publicly disclosed. But I'm going to define big tech as high tech that has world-class artificial intelligence, voice, camera data. And I'm talking about soft data like pictures, videos, voice messages. 9-11 uh, voice calls would be a perfect example of big data. You know, you could have an artificial intelligence save lives if they are allowed to look at those calls you know, analyze people's tones of voice, make decisions whether this is life-threatening level number 10 versus 9 versus 2. I'm trying to come up with examples, good examples. I want to be positive on the podcast. I think that overall, I believe that, you know, spiritually, I believe God knows everything anyway. Uh, I believe aliens know a lot more than we do and they're watching, so they know more than, you know, we do anyway. You know, the way I look at it, everybody knows everything anyway. So, you know, we got to get over ourselves. We're just a rock floating through space. Who cares about our data? Now, the question is if that artificial intelligence is, what is that called? Bad? Uh, malevolent or benevolent? So that could be a problem if big tech is ruled by an evil force. And I think Google saw the writing on the wall when they... Uh, when they said do no evil, but it's hard to say whether that played out. The original, you know, founders are gone, just like Bill Gates is gone, Steve Jobs is gone. So, you know, high tech graduated to big tech run by, uh, we're not really sure. We don't really know who's running big tech. We think it's a government private sector collaboration, and you can go look at the tapes on the Hill and see if, you know, if the grillings are real, uh, you know, Bezos versus, uh, what's his name, Zuck versus, uh, I can't remember the other two, um, Google and Microsoft. I think they're Indian Americans or really, really intelligent um, data understand, uh, uh, data experts that understand the power of big data. And it's funny because going back to Apple, you know, the, the vision was put the computer in the home, but high tech and big tech and cloud computing and artificial intelligence vision is get the data in a high security data center near, you know, a uh, safe location with low electricity and water costs. So it's kind of become a mix of 
yeah, the computer's in the home, but it's more of a transmission device to these data centers. So I think the two hottest areas during COVID-19, if we have an economic crash, full disclosure, I bought Apple stock, I bought Microsoft stock, I bought one share of Sony stock in the uh, last, you know, couple, three, two weeks, we've had a kind of pullback. Um, I need to hold all, all the game maker stocks because that gives me news every day to see where investors are thinking that buy these video game stocks. So with that said, let's talk about Microsoft investing $7.5 billion into gaming today. $7.5 billion into gaming today. So this is Bill Gates, you know, team. And it's, it's a team I don't know a lot about personally. But here's what I know as a little guy growing up near Silicon Valley. I grew up with a guy, went to my high school. He, uh, he went to an amazing company, learned how to develop games, went out on his own, became a developer, hired a massive team, created a wonderful family-like culture, loyal employees that put out beautiful pieces of art over the years. And you know, when you've been grinding 10 or 20 or 25 years and you built your business, you've worked 80 hours a week for 10, 20 years straight. And some, you know, big tech comes along and says, I respect you. You know, I want to add you to our portfolio. Would you consider joining the mix? Um, and sometimes that happens. And, you know, if you're an artist, you can't always access the deepest pockets, the deepest resources, the, the data centers the artificial intelligence, the, uh, you know, the online gaming piece. These are pieces that only the big boys can handle. People like Sony that is running multiple, you know, 500 different companies all over the world. Microsoft running 500 different entities all over the world. Um, then you got Nintendo, the secretive company I don't know a lot about, but today we're going to talk about Microsoft and Sony because it all started with the fake news by Bloomberg. Sony shot back. Then they then they splashed out PS5. They're going all digital. Their stock spiked. Uh, Microsoft's looking at them going, you know, we're going to have to do something because if Sony takes this next generation, which drops in about two months, and we just lost the last generation and put everything we know into the Xbox One, you know, we can't take Sony splashing all digital and pre-selling out in a day without doing anything. So what is what does big data, big tech do? Well, Microsoft drops a bomb and they spend seven five zero 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 right? Cash. They drop seven point five billion dollars in cash into gaming the day that the Dow Jones tanks. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, we all know that in COVID-19, the gaming sector is like one of the hottest uh, areas to invest in, you know, unless you want to invest in wet wipes or toilet paper or, you know, all these flash in the pan fads. But there's no doubt gaming's here to stay. And if you look at all the articles, they keep talking about 3 billion gamers, 3 billion gamers, 3 billion gamers. So you're telling me half of humanity is a gamer. Well, that's not what the gaming community says. They say hardcore gamers are like, I'm not even hardcore. And I was pirating games when I was a gamer. That's hardcore to me. But I've never played a Sega Genesis. I've never played a PlayStation. I've never played an Xbox original. 
I've played two NES games. I've never played a freaking Turbo Graphics or, uh, you know, a Nintendo 3D tripod, whatever that thing's called, the Virtual Boy. I've never played a Game Boy. So, you know, what is gaming? Who's a gamer? Well, I think everyone's a gamer. I think everything's a game. I think life is a game. I think the stock market is a game. I think Heritage Auctions is a game. I love that game. I love eBay. That's a game. Amazon's a game. Walmart's a game. Microsoft's a game. TikTok's a game. Instagram's a game. Facebook's a game. It's all a freaking game. So, you know, Microsoft bought LinkedIn for billions and billions of dollars. That's a game. Uh, Windows is a game. And why not buy Wolfenstein? Elder Scrolls and the teams that have the freaking prototypes, the code, the fucking artwork. Oh, we just went explicit. I'm getting angry. Yeah, I'm getting angry that, you know, it took 40 years for gaming to wake up. You know, I mean, life is a game. I play darts. I play cards. I play dice. I play this. I play that. I play blackjack. I play poker. It's all a game. I don't care if it's on a video screen or not. It's a freaking video game. Life is a video game. This is a hologram. According to Elon Musk, we are living in a hologram. Our life is a game. This is a living video game called Earth. So get over it. There's satellites up, you know, there's satellites upstairs beaming, you know, electronic particles through us every second of the day. We are characters in the video game called Earth. So 7.5 billion for Wolfenstein? Maybe that's not such a bad deal. Wolfenstein, are you kidding me? People worship Dune and I'm not Dune, excuse me. Dune actually I worship, but I read the books when I was a kid. That's just another tangent. Doom. And I'm not talking about Doom 3D. I'm talking about the concept of Doom coming from Wolfenstein after convincing Silas's widow or family trust to license the original Wolfenstein and that is the shooter. That is the freaking origin story of the whole freaking everything from Tomb Raider to Halo to Space Invaders. Well, maybe not Space Invaders. Tell me in the DM, did Space Invaders come out before Wolfenstein or after? I think Wolfenstein is 82 and Space Invaders is 78. So Space Invaders, I guess, is the, the preeminent first origin story of shooting. But as far as shooter goes, Microsoft... Bill Gates and his 500 entities just dropped $7.5 billion in cash to buy everything associated with Wolfenstein and Elder. So what I'm seeing there is Xbox is going all in shooters and RPGs. And they're saying, okay, Sony, you, you can take, uh, you know, you can take the other stuff. Um... We're going to focus on online shooters, and I think this probably relates back to Halo, because without Halo, Xbox is probably not around today. I mean, if you don't come out strong with your first console, it's very hard to recover, and there's no question that Xbox Live was the preeminent um, you know, launch platform for online gaming, which had been around for years and years. I mean, I went on bulletin boards in the I don't know if it's late 70s, but when there was Battlezone in the arcade, maybe 81-2, me and my buddy, he had an arcade Battlezone in his house, and he introduced me to BBS's um, Byron. This is a shout-out to you, bro. You're probably mountain biking somewhere in Northern California. You probably gave up video games just like I did decades ago, but 
Thank you for that dumpster diving behind Mag Media. And thank you for introducing me to like, you know, arcade tech, bulletin boards, pirating, you know, the tech behind the tech. Man, I wish I would have taken that. But then again, I wouldn't be here today. You know, happy John. So anyway, online gaming happened long ago. You can you can look at like uh, like that 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 female developer that brought us i think one of those series those rpg series where they did uh, 3d lines which came before romero um but you know when you're big tech your big brother your big bank whatever you are and you got all this cash lying around you don't just look at origin story you look at like franchise value intellectual property you look at the team that's running it you look at like the entity itself, you look at integration, you look at, you know, your position in the market. It's just like, you know, I'm thinking Nerdy Girl is going to become the N64 SNES expert. And I decided today at Heritage, I'm not going to bid on that stuff. I'm going to let her have it. I'm going to stick to what I know, Warren Buffett, circle of competence. I'm going to stick to the Atari stuff, even if it's soft. I'm going to keep buying it because someday some investors are going to come in and they're going to feel more comfortable with Atari or SNES. Everybody wins. So maybe Microsoft is saying, you know what? If we want an ace in the hole and we want to be the eminent online shooting platform or community run by an AI in the future, do we want Wolfenstein in the Xbox family? Well, of course we do. Of course we do. That's like me, you know, bidding today. Full disclosure, I won like several auctions. That's like me going for the original Xbox high-grade uh, Wadas. I just think the original Xbox and high-grade is something that I want in my portfolio forever because that's the only American gaming company. And sure, I'm half Japanese. You know, sure, my cousin works at Sony. Sure, you know, I love PlayStation, but I love Atari. I mean, I live and bleed Atari. Atari 400, 800. I love Atari before Warner Brothers took over and released E.T. and Pac-Man. That's not Atari. I'm talking about late 70s, early 80s Atari when Bushnell was running it and Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak were building computers in their garages. That's the Atari I love. And what's the next American great company? It's Xbox. So maybe I'm going to start supporting all the companies. Um, but if you want to send me a gift, if you're a diehard fan and you love me, I love you, Send me anything Silas and go Google Silas Wolfenstein. And, you know, back in the day when I was at a, a desert party in the high desert in the back streets of Sparks, you know, a stone's throw from where Tesla builds its battery packs with Panasonic. My hippie dad took me to this bonfire party out in the desert. And the kids were running around wild. We didn't have any Game Boys or internet or iPhones or whatever. All we had was like dirt. And uh, I guess that's about it. And back then, gaming was different. Gaming was about discovery, adventure. There was no magazine or game store you could go in to see artwork. You just like, you hooked up with your friend. And then your friend said, do you like video games? And I go, fuck, you know, fuck yeah. And I didn't say that. I was probably eight. I don't know. He said, you know what? My my uncle or somebody has an Apple II. And I'm all, really? Like the Apple II was like the freaking Cadillac back in the day. That was like a freaking, you know, like an alien and Delbot alien. Like 
an alien water-cooled rig to run your freaking high FPS on. And he's all, I'll show you, you know. And then we had to, like, ask an adult to drive us down the mountain and go into this desert home off the grid. And he boots up the Apple II. He, he, he puts in the floppy of Wolfenstein. And I'm like, what's this? And he's all, just watch. And I'm watching the game. And you die, like, in one second. And then that that German voice says some word that I don't understand but for me gaming is all nostalgia because every label was handwritten I never saw any artwork on any games I don't even know what the artwork looks like all I know is the sounds the sound of space invaders and the sound of Wolfenstein the sound of Wolfenstein scared me it scared the living daylights out. it scared the shit out of me as a kid it scared me more than a haunted house I mean a computer was talking to me and I was in the 70s or 80s, and I was, like, blown away. I mean, I was riding dirt bikes. I didn't even know what this thing was. I thought it was HAL or something, you know, like an evil AI. And it scared me, and I'll never forget that today. To this day, shout out to Robin. I love you. Um, I'll never forget that sound to this day. That sound scared me more. than That means more than any artwork more than anything in the world except maybe a prototype. So kudos to you, Xbox leader, for buying Wolfenstein and keeping it freaking stateside because from what we're looking at, this could turn into a trade war. We don't know. Um, with TikTok now going stateside, I mean, maybe these are agreements that it's time to share the world. It's time to share the world. And you get this and we get this. You know, Oracle gets TikTok, Microsoft gets Wolfenstein and Elder, and, uh, you know, Sony gets this, and Nintendo can take this, and uh, that's how I look at it. You know, there's enough room right now in gaming for everybody. I mean, technically, everyone's a gamer, so we're talking about the biggest business on the planet. There's plenty of room, and you know what? I don't think there's enough content. I don't think there's enough artists. So if you're young listening to this and you've gotten this far, you must be hardcore. Why not change your major to something like information technology, artificial intelligence, voice, uh, marketing. Go into marketing and business and learn about how to leverage social media for, for your next job. Or even go into uh, art, just straight art. Learn to draw. You know, learn to cartoon. We're going to need artists coming out left and right because AI, you know, I don't know if we can trust AI when it comes to composing music or drawing artwork. Are you kidding me? That's going to be the last human, you know, the last human activity is probably going to be art, music, creating. So we're all creators. All it comes down to is courage, adventure, back to the original roots of gaming. It all came down to discovery. Hey, do you game? Yes, I do. I want to show you something. I don't care what the genre or character or the box art is. All I know is that it's a freaking game and it's on an Apple II I've never seen before. I want to find something I've never seen before. And, you know, that's kind of what drives the search for like, you know, Panic Restaurant or, or uh, I've never seen these things. Like I've never seen a Panic Restaurant box in my life. That does connect back to the original DNA of gaming, which is discovery, adventure, taking a risk, going out on a limb for something you've never seen or heard or touched before. That's true gaming. And I think Xbox went out on a limb today. Microsoft backed them up. Big tech is now in the game. 
American big tech is jumping hard into gaming today, and I think it's about time because the Japanese have been dominating since the NES wiped Warner Brothers Atari off the face of the earth. And I would like to see someone go out there and bring Atari back home. I heard Atari is rotting in an Asian warehouse somewhere. You know what? Wake up, somebody. Go buy Atari and wake those franchises up. Because if you can get a hold of some of the prototypes, and here's the rumor, and here's the, the freaking juice I'm going to deliver. If you're listening now, you're a hardcore, and you deserve a rumor. I talked about growing up with a developer. Um, and I'll be honest, on a private message, I asked him, do you have any prototypical disc material? Do you have any development material? Because I'm going into prototypes, full disclosure. I just bought a few. They're in the mail. I can't wait to get them. You know, I still want that SMB3, but I'm not a Mario guy. So, you know, if you come across a Wolfenstein prototype, I will probably pay anything for that. Anyway, I asked him, do you have any prototype material? He's developed quite a few. I wish I could drop his name and his franchises and his, you know, his work. He is a, he's a master, okay? He's gone through failure and he's become a master. And it's time for masters to get paid, you know? Anyway, he said, no, Microsoft owns it. So that's the nugget. When you buy the kit and caboodle, you get the freaking artwork, the prototypes, the posters, the marketing materials, the distribution materials, the source code. You get the team. You get the brand. You get the franchise. You get everything. Congratulations, Microsoft. You just got Wolfenstein. Thank you for listening. Play, play life like a video game. Try something new. Try a new genre. Try a new company. Try a new team. You know, try to dominate a new niche. And don't worry if you fail because if the team can get you through it, they will. That means it's an A team. And if they're an A team, go master something.